Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. where we start with a random article, explore it, then follow the links and see where it takes us. So, John, what is your random article this week? My article is for a gentleman by the name of Raymond Walter Apple Jr., hmm. known to everybody he, uh, well, uh, knew uh, as Johnny. Hmm. I don't know where the Johnny came from. Johnny. Yep. <laughs> Raymond Walter Apple Jr., and his name ended up being John. Hmm. Yeah. He was an associate editor of the New York Times. Oh, okay. All right. Well, my guy... Well, yeah, I got a person as well. Claude Fillimore, 4th Baron Fillimore. He was an English architect, uh, born in 1911, died in 1994. Cool. So we're talking about... Two early 20th century dudes mm-hmm. across two two oceans, one ocean across one ocean on two shores. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But you said that yours had Fillmore, something else, Fillmore again. What's the guy's name? Yeah, I ran into this also last week. I don't know exactly what it is, but yeah, his name is Claude Fillmore with the then there's comma. And the qualification fourth Baron Fillmore, and I think hmm. it means that he is the descendant of a series of barons with the last name Fillmore, of which he is the fourth one of them. Fourth Baron Fillmore. Wow, that's a weird way. But to... it's a very, very strange way to say it. Yeah, yeah, that's completely. That's, again, dropping the number in the middle of the oh, name. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, had, we, too, had, yeah. we had that happen, mm-hmm. but we didn't, have, we didn't have it happen in a way that was spelled out. Yeah. Like, it was just like, yeah, like a, a weird X or an I in the middle. But, yeah, this is uh, cool. So we have the options of going down kind of like a, an architectural sort of road or a newspaper sort of road, hmm. a british road or an American <laughs> superhighway. Well, um, on the one hand, we do enjoy architecture. You sure do. But on the other hand, we have also talked more about architecture than newspaper related things. We bring that up, but yeah. <laughs> but let's see. Um, hmm. All right, fine. I get it. We'll go. We'll go with the newspaper guy. <laughs> we've done. We've done enough looking at pictures and going. Ooh, uh, I guess we should actually read this time. Uh, I guess. Like give people knowledge. People maybe here for knowledge. I don't know. All right. So Johnny Appleseed. Right. Raymond. Raymond or actually R W Apple Jr. R W Junior. R period space. It w would period space. Very much help if Wikipedia was doing its um, drop down auto. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's it, the the URL is literally R W R period underscore W period underscore Apple period Apple wait Apple comma underscore <laughs> Junior J R period. It's also under the subdomain wiki. It's n.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash what I said before. I think they're all wiki. Oh, okay. Well, then that was something I was not paying attention to. Uh, your, your connection's gotten gotten derailed here. Well, uh, so Raymond Walter Apple Jr. <laughs> I saw the article up, so I mean, you know, we'll do this at least. Um... He was known to all as Johnny, but bylined as R.W. Apple Jr. He was an associate editor at the New York Times, where he wrote on a variety of subjects, most notably politics, travel, and food. 
He uh, went to Columbia University of General Studies, so he was no uh, dummy. Came from Akron, Ohio, uh, and graduated from a co-educational boarding school by the name of Western Reserve Academy. So he was already kind of groomed, it looks like, to be kind of, you know, upper class from from kind of the onset of his life. He didn't, didn't exactly, like, go to a public school and then become really, really smart and then end up in an Ivy League university. He was kind of just put into a really good boarding school and then... Oh, okay. oh look at that. Oh, I got a ride to a private... A, 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 you know, Ivy League college. Cool. <laughs> I earned this. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe did. Don't know. We'll read on. We'll see. You can be the judge. And then I'll, I'm also going to judge, too, because, <laughs> you know, I'm a person. I have that right. Okay. I'm going to unplug the... Should, should I keep doing this? <laughs> should I keep going? Do we yeah. stop? Yeah, you can keep going. Yeah, let me keep going. All right. Okay, great. Uh, this isn't uncomfortable at all. Just talk to an empty table. All right, here we go. He began his uh, career uh, with the Wall Street Journal, actually, in the 50s, covering business and social issues, including the early years of the American Civil Rights Movement. He also served as a journalist and speechwriter in the United States Army from 1957 to 1959 and returned to the Wall Street Journal after completing his tenure there. In 1961, he went to work at NBC News, becoming the lifelong friend of then-young Tom Brokaw, now very, very old Tom Brokaw. While at NBC, he uh, reported for the Huntley-Brinkley Report and won an Emmy Award for his work. In the last of his 29 appearances on the Charlie Rose Talk Show, he said that the most satisfying time of his career was when he was reporting on the American Civil Rights Movement. So that's kind of cool. This guy is definitely into the uh, whole civil rights movement. He wasn't on the uh, wrong side of the road. He was just genuinely interested in seeing change come about in America, it looks like. So that's kind of a good, very progressive guy for this time period. Uh, Definitely a go-getter as far as talent goes, being both on the Charlie Rose show and getting to meet up with young Tom Brokaw. Mm, boy, those are not small names, folks. That is some real, uh, you know, guy right there. He's a real, real person. Have you discovered how real this guy <laughs> is? How real his Wikipedia page might be? <laughs> Eric? I am not aware of the realness of this person. Oh, great. Well, as let far me tell as you some I more. Know, <laughs> you were making all of this up. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let, me, let me keep going then, because I'm obviously doing a pretty good job. Um, so, after he joined the uh, New York Times in 1963, he continued to work there for 30 years, by the way. He uh, contributed foreign correspondence from over 100 countries, including coverage of the Vietnam War, where his uh, questioning helped expose... Uh, the unreliability of military briefings, uh, the Biafra crisis, which I'm not sure of, but it sounds like it's a crisis of two Africas, um, the Iranian Revolution, the uh, fall of the communist governments in the Soviet bloc, and in addition, he served in the New York Times as the New York Times bureau chief in Saigon, Lagos, Nairobi, London, and Moscow. Pretty, pretty top-notch guy there, then. Yeah, he, it's not too shabby. Yeah, working some, not like in New York City, but definitely London, like London and Moscow. Those guys be some pretty good. They had to be some pretty big uh, news offices for the time. Yeah, for sure. All right, so. Some other guy by the name of Timothy Krause uh, profiled... Raymond Apple in his book The Boys on the Bus, which was about journalists covering the 1972 presidential campaign. Reporters recognized many of their own traits in him grotesquely magnified. Uh, The shock of recognition frightened them. Apple was like them, only more blatant. He openly displayed the faults they tried to hide, the insecurity, the ambitiousness, the name-dropping, and the weakness for powerful men. (laughs) Well, okay. Um, didn't need to. Didn't want to go into his personal life quite yet. We're not under that subheading yet. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's take it one one day at a time here, shall we? Uh, yeah, we got a transition, you know. 
I guess they're getting me ready for it. A grand total of two sentences out. We gotta prime you for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, they're getting you ready. They're getting you, getting y'all, all, uh, all uh, you know, ready. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, this was a real guy. Uh, he yep. did things. You believe me now, huh? I said enough I about do, it. I do believe you. Okay, all I right. very much You believe, believe me you that this now. Wikipedia page I'm reading is a real thing? Yes. Okay, great. Good. I'm glad because, you know, it is a real thing. And if it wasn't a real thing for you, oh, boy, we'd have <laughs> we'd have some real disagreements, man. Yeah. Maybe we'd be on two different Wikipedias. <laughs> Yeah, apparently from 1993 to 1997, he was the bureau chief in Washington, D.C., which is considered the newspaper's most prestigious reporting assignment. He also served as New York Times national political correspondent in the 70s and covered the 1972 presidential election. Which you mentioned in the previous paragraph. <laughs> okay, About yeah. Timothy Krause, because, uh, yeah. Because they felt the need to mention it again. It's really important. I mean, it's really well, yeah. important. Look at that. 1972. I mean, Man, 1972, when those guys were running. Yeah, you know? it, was the, it was the election between probably Nixon and... No, wait. No. The election between the guy who replaced Nixon. Mm. The election between Carter and... The guy who replaced Nixon? <laughs> Ford? Ford? Yeah. Wait. Right? Why isn't there a link to the 1972 presidential election? If it was so darn important. <laughs> I don't know. Now I don't have any idea who they're like, well, why they keep making a big deal out of this. <laughs> I feel like there would have been... Okay, okay. Well, hold on. No, no, no. 1966, right? Uh, JFK got assassinated? So, 68 would have been the end of the term of the guy who was his vice president, LBJ, and then LBJ didn't get reelected, so Nixon, this had to be Nixon's second term right here. Well, let's let's just, uh, let's just do some non-Wikipedia Googling to... Yeah, there we go, that's not cheating, I don't feel dirty about that. ...answers... Just to at least, you know, so we know kind of what we're talking about. I think it's a good move. Okay. It's a fair move. Well, uh, okay, I'm using Google to go back to Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. There is an article about the 1972 presidential election. It's just not linked to in the article. Interesting. Okay, and it was between Nixon and... George McGovern. Oh, George McGovern. This is the one that ended up having the uh, the Watergate scandal happen, right? During the election? Yeah, yeah. They uh, Nixon bugged the uh, Republican. Oh, uh, was or the, that the Democrat? Were, I never knew why he was bugging places and what that whole thing was actually Dude's about. Crazy right? paranoid. That's what it's about. <laughs> um, I don't really know if any of the information he ascertained would have helped him win the election or lose the election. Mm. He was just. He was just nuts. <laughs> he was tricky, you know. Yep. He's a real tricky dick. <laughs> okay, so this would this would be him running again. I mm, depends whether it all depends on whether or not LBJ ran and won after his vice presidency. Well, we're getting off topic. I guess. We are, I guess, but, a little bit. All right, so okay. it's between Nixon and McGovern. That's that's the that's point. the main thing. If you know stuff about it, sorry, it's not in this article. So <laughs> we're gonna gonna barrel around through it. We're yeah. here to talk about R.W. Apple. Yeah, not about Nixon. There's so much about Nixon. There's so little <laughs> about R.W. Apple and his fascination with powerful dudes. Yeah, that we gotta we gotta soldier on where we're yeah called we gotta make to duty. known the life and times of R.W. Apple Jr. or Johnny Johnny Apple. Johnny Apple Jr. Seed. <laughs> Jr. <laughs> the seed of Johnny Apple. Seed. Jr. Seed. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're down to the personal life bits now. Let's yeah. see if we can't figure out more about uh, his, him personally. Uh, so first marriage was to Edith Smith, a former vice consul in Saigon. And surprise... Uh, it ended in divorce 
Well, it's either, Which there's only either two other ways. Which was hinted at in the first three words of the art of, of that sentence. Yes. His first marriage. His first marriage. If you could not guess by the end of that sentence that it was going to end in divorce. Well, well I guess it could end There's two other in, options. There's either uh, sudden death by natural causes or murder. I mean, That's true. <laughs> after you, I don't know if you get remarried after murder, though. I'm not sure. Yeah, like, I don't we've know declared, if that If we've declared that it's uh, a murder, <laughs> then I don't know if you do get remarried. Unless you're Robert Durst. Robert Durst, that go. does happen. <laughs> it does happen. Never mind. Okay. Uh, and then he married wait it doesn't even say a time period when that first marriage took place so anybody's guess maybe 70s who knows maybe it's as made up (laughs) as Raymond W. (laughs) Apple it could be be. I don't see a source on that one citation needed (laughs) bro citation needed citation and but yeah then he married Betsy Pinkney Brown in seven in 1982, and okay, they maintained residences at 1509 28th Street, Northwest Washington D.C., in the Georgetown neighborhood, and on a farm near Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and in the Cotswold region of England. Apple was widely known as an expert on food and wine. And he actually lectured on those as well as the political and social and historical topics on several continents. This guy really got around and... Yeah, he knew his stuff. Yeah. He knew a lot of stuff about food and social things. And apparently Johnny was the person to call for a restaurant recommendation when heading anywhere around the globe. And to his eternal credit, he never kept secrets. He wrote about the places he discovered and loved. And um, this is according to a colleague of his named Adam Nagorny. And he says, I soon learned a trick to find his recommendations without pestering him. I would search Nexus using three elements. His byline, the name of a city, and the phrase, my wife Betsy. So I guess he would always just mention my wife Betsy and I went to this place and it was great. And it says that on uh, October 4th, 2006, Apple died from complications of thoracic cancer. Hmm. Uh, His last article was published for the New York Times while he was still alive. And it was an article on Singapore cuisine. Uh, published on September 30th, 2006. Hmm. So he was quite uh, quite active up until his death, apparently. Yeah. And also still eating things. <laughs> now, what is thoracic cancer? Is that... Don't really? know, can't link. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Is I feel like that means Thorax. throat. Yeah. Thorax like is some like... Some kind of... Yeah. Your whole chest... Yeah, some kind of chest. So he have whole his his whole chest somewhere was a in the chest. It wouldn't yeah. have been lung cancer because that would be lung pulmonary cancer. cancer. Oh yeah, yeah but I lung mean, cancer. Either. I mean, <laughs> they, yeah, both. Of they which wouldn't are call s- it thoracic. Yeah. So, and heart. I feel like heart cancer. Would, is that a thing? That, maybe that's not a thing. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I've like, never heard of actually. I think you just get heart attacks. I don't know if you get heart I guess cancer. So, yeah. I guess you could get heart cancer. I don't it's think it's impossible. Yeah. It's tissue, just like anything else, can get cancer. Um. Oh, yeah, I don't know what that would be. What would that be called? Not quite sure myself. Yeah, well, maybe thoracic cancer is just vague somewhere in the chest. Welcome it's to <laughs> Thoracic Park. <laughs> Ooh, he was uh, Apple was a recipient of several honors and fellowships, hmm. including the Chubb Fellowship nice. at Yale University. <laughs> And he was the chair of the Rhodes Scholarship Selection Committee for the U.S. Mid-Atlantic region. Oh, that's pretty notable. Yeah, because you always hear about Rhodes Scholars. Yeah, Rhodes Scholars are a big deal. Yeah. I never knew actually what they were, but I guess now I do. (laughs) Now we have an option to find out even more. Rhodes Scholarships. Like, what makes a Rhodes Scholarship recipient? What makes them worthwhile? And who has... Why are they so much better than everybody else? Yeah, who has received <laughs> all of that money? 
Yeah. Where can I go? Who can I ask for all of that money? <laughs> Who can I ask for some of that money? Who can I plead to to give me just enough money to pay off the meager amount of debt that I have <laughs> relative to the total sum of their net worth? <laughs> oh, you received a lot of honor- honorary degrees from Denison University, Knox College, Gettysburg College, what, what? Marquette University, and the University of the South. There's a whole was a thing. There's a university of the entire South. The entire South. They it's like, got you know rid what? of There's one. Yep. There's smack dab like in the middle of the South. After Virginia and until Florida. <laughs> all of that. that all of that. South. <laughs> Just South. All right. Well, let's, let's give one of the quotes here. One of his quotations is, Some of our best journalists take themselves even more seriously than the politicians they write about. That was for Reader's Digest, 1986. And the only other notable quotation on this page reads as follows. American Danish can be doughy, heavy, sticky, tasting of prunes, and is usually wrapped in cellophane. Danish Danish (laughs) is light, crisp, buttery, and often tastes of marzipan or raisins. It is seldom wrapped in anything but loving care. Published for The Danish Worth an Ocean Voyage, New York Times, in November 22nd, 1978. Man loved his Danish. He really did. He was got to be a Danish Danish. He did. He did love his <laughs> Danish Danish from Danes. Can't be American Danish. Yep. Has to be a Danish Danish. I guess Danish. He, he wouldn't like the um, Mel Gibson Hamlet then. No. No American Danes here. No American Danes. <laughs> Alright, let's, uh, we're, we're gonna Rhodes Scholarship, University of the South. What are you thinking? Uh, let's go to Rhodes Scholarship. I am, I am legitimately curious about that. As much as I do want to go see stuff about, like, Tom Brokaw or the mm. Biafra Crisis, I do, I, I'm just, I just really want to know about Rhodes Scholars, man. Yeah. What makes them, what sets them apart? Why is that scholarship something that people care about <laughs> if it's just a scholarship yeah. who's this Rhodes guy anyway and why does he have so much money can I have it can I have some of the money <laughs> let's go find out I don't know I feel like the stipulations are probably pretty steep oh not to be confused with Rhode R-O-A-D scholar <laughs> the Rhodes R-H-O-D-E-S scholarship yes. is named for Cecil John Rhodes uh, and it is an international postgraduate award for selected foreign students to study at the University of Oxford. So, R.W. Apple Jr. was a American who served on the panel of an English university to determine who would get money from England in America. <laughs> cool. Well, now, okay, so is this the Rhodes Scholar that we always hear about, or is Rhodes Scholar that we're, this is not to be confused with what we always hear about? I, I don't know. I mean, there's a list of Rhodes Scholars we can just jump to if anybody, like, okay, yeah, if you want to see exactly what they're talking about here, okay. like, who they mean. Oh, yeah, there's a list of Rhodes Scholars. Uh, yeah, let's just go to list of Rhodes Scholars. Do we want to learn more about Rhodes Scholarship first? We'll learn more about it. I just want to kind of like scroll over this. I want to see something okay, maybe like. Yeah, we'll just we'll just pass over here and kind of find notable names that we recognize. If there's any, because you would think that it would be like scientists and stuff, right? People yeah, who are getting postgraduate um... scholarships to come to <laughs> Oxford. Yeah. Basically, like they're getting a ton of money to continue research, is what it sounds like. Because if it's postgraduate, mm-hmm. that's like after graduate after grad school. It's for I guess doctoral work, basically. Well, I'll just uh, mention this name. It's not a famous person, but his name is Adam von Trott zu Souls, and. He was a German diplomat and anti-Nazi patriot, executed in 1934. Wow. There's a guy by the name of John McBain, (laughs) 
He's, he's a Canadian multi-billionaire, uh, president and CEO of Trader Classified Media, one of the world's largest classified advertising companies. There is uh, Will Smith on here. The? Full name William J. Smith, mm-hmm. a U.S. poet laureate from mm-hmm. 1968 to oh. 1970. Oh. So not that Not that one. We got close. <laughs> U.S. poet laureate. Wouldn't argue that. Wouldn't argue that. Um, that would be pretty awesome. That would be. If, if he they, became the poet laureate. If the University of Oxford referred to him as the poet laureate of the United States, even for a small time. There's a guy by the name of Tony Abbott. I don't think it's the Tony Abbott because he was an ex-trainee priest. Uh, became the 28th prime minister of Australia. But yeah, I think this is the one we're thinking of. Oh, okay. It's yeah. just that, you know... It seems more prestigious. I don't know what a road scholar would be. Maybe like a traveling scholar of sorts. But... Like a guy who knows how to travel roads. <laughs> a guy who knows his roads. He a has road learned scholar. his roads. The road warrior. <laughs> basically. Maybe that's the next Mad Max film. The Road, the road Scholar. Scholar. <laughs> He's graduated from the school of Fury Road. Now he is the Road the Scholar. The Furious Road Scholar. <laughs> yeah, not seeing a whole lot of familiar names on here. Heck no. So whoever they gave money to it must have been a complete and total like failure because these guys don't do anything. <laughs> They only they just all they do is rule countries and stuff. <laughs> it's the worst, it's lame, it's stupid. I don't like it. Yep. Don't don't let's go back. All right. Let's leave this place. I don't <laughs> want to rebound any of these people. They're all they're all boring. The most recent one was Ronan Farrow in 2012. So his last name is Farrow. Yep. Was he actually a Farrow? No, it's F A. Oh man. See, you always <laughs> have my interest. Gosh darn it, Rhodes Scholarship. Yep. All right, so what are you all about? Ministered by the Rhodes Trust, established in 1902, uh, under the terms and conditions of the will of Cecil John Rhodes. And it was funded by his estate under the administration of Nathan Rothschild. Oh, wow, there have been more than 7,000 Rhodes scholars since the inception of the Trust doesn't make it sound that special that <laughs> way, but, I mean, it's been around for over 100 years now, yeah. so... And more than 4,000 of those recipients are still living, actually. Wow, that's something. Okay, well, here's something. For at least its first 75 years, Rhodes Scholars studied for a second Bachelor of Arts degree... And while that remains an option, more recent scholars usually study for an advanced degree. Although a citation is needed, so who knows if that's even true. Certainly not us. <laughs> but you can't take my word for it. That's my reading rainbow sound effect. <laughs> so they didn't have the equivalent of a Rhodes Scholarship at the University of Oxford for British students, it was strictly hmm. to recruit foreign talent. Oh, uh, and in the 1920s, they began to address this problem, first establishing the uh, Harkness Fellowship Program in 1925, and in 1966, as a memorial to John F. Kennedy, they uh, created the Kennedy Scholarship Program at the University of Oxford, both of which, uh, or at least the latter of which, is sort of curious. We have Cecil. Or Cecil Rhodes, who established the Rhodes Scholarship, establishing it in Britain for mm-hmm. foreigners. John Kennedy, dying, <laughs> an American, having a scholarship named after him from Britain to give money to British people <laughs> <laughs> to go to a school in Britain. It's, it's a little yeah, backwards, isn't it? Yeah, definitely a little backwards. Um, it's very strange that they wouldn't name it after like their one of their own previous right. leaders like you know just go after like Churchill or yeah somebody I mean I'm not trying to be xenophobic or anything but I thought they would have gone that gone out and done that for me so I didn't think <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that uh, we would see things happen quite this way it's a little, little strange yeah ooh 
The Rhodes Scholarship was only open until open to men until 1977, when an act of Parliament changed Rhodes' will to extend the selection criteria to include women. Before that amendment, some universities protested the exclusion of women by nominating female candidates who were later disqualified at the state level of the American competition. Hmm. In 1977, the first year women were eligible, 24 women out of 72 scholars were selected worldwide, with 13 men, or 13 women and 19 men selected from the United States. Oh, wow. So we almost <laughs> made it on an even keel right yeah. out of the gate as soon as we could. That's, okay. uh, that's half decent. Yeah. Yeah, they're up to almost uh, 50% uh, female women uh, winners. Um, this article only kind of goes up to 2012 as far as statistics, but it says that as of 2012, 46% of scholarship winners were women. So, not too bad. Ooh. In 2015, though... Rhodes Scholar R.W. Johnson, back to the R.W.'s again, <laughs> um, published a critical account of the decline of the Rhodes Trust under Warden John Rowett and commended the recovery under Wardens Donald Markwell and Charles R. Kahn. But spelled like Connecticut, like <laughs> that kind of Kahn. Sorry. Really Kahn, the audience there. Haha. <laughs> Sure, sure did. <laughs> I didn't want to leave that con up in the air, though. You know, cons in the air can be pretty dangerous, unless you're drying in your hair <laughs> with a con air air dryer. Con yep. I always think about that every time I dry my hair. <laughs> like, why did they name this after the movie? It's a hair dryer. Did, well, they maybe see it was movie? after that specific scene where Nicholas has... Cage walks out, <laughs> yes, his hair's blowing yes. in the wind. <laughs> they did just use that as the commercial. Just uh, put in a hair dryer in the green boom. screen. Boom. Done. Like, boom. Easy. That would be amazing if that was the actual reason behind that entire company. Behind that entire company. They started a company of hair dryers because they looked in the cage and they were like... Yeah. I want our hair dryer to do that. <laughs> to me. I want I think other people want that to do it to them too. I should make a company. It's gonna be called Conair. Wow. Now I want that commercial to exist. Me too, man. We can make it happen. We can That's always true. just edit a really we can always <laughs> just really poorly edit a gif to of Nicholas Cage during that scene true. to have a have a hair dryer in there, you know. Won't take won't take but a minute. Alright. Anyhow, um, have we been over how they select people for this yet? I don't think we have. Here's like four bullet points uh, on the selection criteria. Uh, It's based upon literary and scholastic attainments, energy to use one's talents to the fullest as exemplified by fondness for and success in sports, truth, Courage, devotion to duty, sympathy for and protection of the weak, kindliness, unselfishness, and fellowship, which is all one bullet point, by the way. <laughs> since the last time I breathed, since the last time Eric said, hmm, there's one bullet point. That was one thing out of the four, which is a lot. That should be that should be another eight bullet points, but whatever. Final point. Moral force of character and instincts to lead and to take interest in one's fellow beings. So hypothetically, I mean, there's nothing in there that says the recipient has to be human. That's true. At that point, I mean, fellow beings, like we could get a real cooperative monkey or well, gorilla. I mean, we've been giving medals to birds and cats That's true. for a while. <laughs> it's time to start awarding the intelligent ones in nature. Yeah. The ones that rise above, like Coco the gorilla, she could she deserves. Oh yeah, absolutely. She'd she'd buy a whole bunch of stuff, I'm really? sure. Like you know, Coco has some. She really likes reading. You know, she she's a, she's a smart lady, and you know, wants a bunch of literary uh, delights as much as a gorilla can. You know, <laughs> entertain anyway. I think that would be a nice sentiment. If it would extended it to. Doesn't have to be a full ride. Yeah. just enough. Yeah. Have to pay for her visit to the campus and any uh, potential damages that may be caused therein. I wonder if you gave money to a monkey 
who could do sign language and communicate. Yeah, that understood the concept at yeah. least. What they would choose to buy with it. I think the first thing would be food. I don't want to go right to the banana stereotype. Because yeah, I but feel if like they're getting food for free already. And they're choosing what food they want themselves. That's true. They're, they're sentient. Like, they don't have to choose a stereotype. <laughs> they can uphold the stereotype if they want to. That's Maybe, fine. But. I wonder if, like, Coco could uh, navigate Amazon and mm. identify items and be like, I want that. If you did it by picture. Yeah. Yeah. Just like... If you she sign language, able to search for stuff, probably. Right, but. right, but like have like a touch screen, yeah, where it was just like pictures of stuff. Mm-hmm. That would be really interesting. Man, we need to have more cocos. <laughs> One is not enough. Okay, it says that an early change of uh, selection criterion was elimination of scholarships for Germany during the First and Second World Wars. No German scholars were chosen between 1914 uh, to 1929, nor from 1940 to 1969. So the war was over, but they were just not about that post-war Nazi militia mindset coming into their school or their country. (laughs) There were originally 52 scholarships. Um, four South African boys' schools were mentioned in Rhodes' will, each to receive an annual scholarship. But yeah, they've added another 40 scholarships to this. Note that the United States has always been eligible to receive 32 scholarships out of a possible amount. Wow. In 1902, the United States still had 32. In 2013, they're still at 32. Meanwhile, countries like Canada has gone from two spots to 11 uh, in, <laughs> uh, from 1902 until now, respectively. Uh, South Africa started out with five, which is odd for South Africa in 1902, I think. <laughs> um, but now they're up to 10. Uh, we have countries like India, which wasn't on the board at all in 1902, that now have five spots, five scholarships that they can receive. Yeah, we were taking up a pretty good chunk of uh, all the scholarships. <laughs> we really were. They must have really liked the United States. Yeah, though I still find it really curious how the Rhodes Scholarships are breaking down. Here are all of the countries currently eligible for Rhodes Scholarship reception. Of course, we already know United States, Canada, um, the uh, India, and uh, uh, South Africa, because I already mm-hmm. mentioned them. But we have yet to notice that the only other ones on this list are Australia, Bermuda, Newfoundland, Germany, Hong Kong, Jamaica, Commonwealth, Caribbean, Kenya, New Zealand, Pakistan, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. Those are the only other countries in the world, the only other geographic constituencies where you can receive a Rhodes Scholarship. That is a little bit curious, I think. Yeah, that's very strange. Although it does say that Southern Africa isn't explicitly South Africa. It includes uh, Botswana, Malawi, uh, Nambia... Uh, sorry, Namibia and Swaziland, as well as Lesotho. But Lesotho is in the middle of South Africa. It's literally surrounded by South Africa, <laughs> so we don't really count. Shh, sorry, Lesotho. It looks like a lot of Rhodes Scholars are entering the business or private law now, as opposed to public service which was how the scholarship was originally designed. And it's actually been criticized for it. It does say that the bird scholars have been respectable, have had solid careers, but few of them have changed the world. It's almost as though you can't really bet money on who is going to change and not going to change the world. You can't preemptively award somebody for changing the world before they have. And if they have, in fact, changed the world, they probably won't need your bloody money anyway, will they? Steve Jobs. Bill Gates. Just saying. (laughs) 
Yeah, it makes you wonder why everybody's like, oh, Rhodes Scholar, you know, this guy's a Rhodes Scholar. It's like, yeah, okay. It's a big deal to get so, the scholarship, <laughs> but what have they done? <laughs> Literally, what have they done? It's like, oh, wow, this is a very big honor. It's like an actor winning an Oscar and then starting to do terrible, terrible films for the rest of their career. Yeah, kind of like, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, Yoa Queen Phoenix. And maybe, maybe Robert De Niro? Probably Robert De Niro is actually a way better Because he definitely won an Oscar. And as soon as he did, he stopped caring. (laughs) Completely stopped caring. Yeah, he is not... (laughs) Maybe even honestly, and I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I love the man, but a little bit Jeff Bridges, like Jeff Bridges was yeah. like in it to win it until he won it. And then he was like, <laughs> I'm going to be an RIPD because why not? I can do this now. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't Iron Man, but let's be serious. Come on. Iron Man, pretty solid <laughs> film. Pretty solid. Yeah. Movie. Wasn't going to win an Oscar for it, but still. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, where do we want to? Jump from here, McBain. I think that's a solid idea. Yeah, John McCall McBain, the guy that we mentioned from the list of Rhodes oh Scholars. Yeah. Okay. There's a sentence here. There's a sentence. Are you ready? Okay. During the 110th Rhodes anniversary celebrations in September 2013, John McCall McBain, Marcy McCall McBain, and the McCall McBain Foundation donated. 75 million pounds toward the fundraising efforts of Rhodes Trust. It's a lot of McCall McBains. There are certainly a lot of McCall McBains to McCall McBain back to in that sense. Alright, John McBain. John McBain, John McBain, the internet's being a dick again. John McBain, John McBain, reset this so we can stay sane. John McBain. You know what I think? Uh, John McBain. I think I have discovered the reason why it's been so slow. My Google Drive is attempting to um, upload sync and upload uh-huh. <laughs> many, many files. Uh-huh. So there we go. I'll turn that off yeah. for now. All right. We'll see how that All right, Eric, changes. But things. you're on watch. <laughs> I'm watching you from speedtest.net. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So John he's H. still alive, folks, as of this recording. One year younger than my parents. Matter mm-hmm. of fact. And although a citation is needed for the birth date, so <laughs> he's lying about it. He can buy his age. It's fine. It's worth his wait in time. <laughs> <laughs> he is a Canadian citizen. And, surprise, surprise, the founder of the McCall McBain Foundation and Pomoja Capital SA, its investment arm. Prior to founding the McCall McBain Foundation, he studied at Harvard and Oxford, as well as an entrepreneurial career as the founder of Trader Classified Media. So, McCall McBain... Uh, has an honors BA in economics from McGill University because all of the Micks just got together and they have <laughs> one giant Mick fest. Hey, if I was a Mick, I'd probably find other Micks. Everybody's got to be a Mick. You go to McDonald's all the time and you meet up with other yeah. Micks. <laughs> That's why there's so many McDonald's so all the Micks can go. <laughs> so this guy is no dummy. I mean, in addition to getting the Rhodes Scholarship, he was the president of the McGill Student Society and... The valedictorian. Hmm. So smart, smart, smart man. Yeah, seems to seems to have been uh, doing pretty good. I mean, he might not be super famous or anything, but it seems like he's you know smart guy. Yeah, put together some uh, pretty I think important stuff. I, I'm of the opinion that if you are a multi-billionaire and you have somehow managed to not get famous, you've done it right. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you've won. You've won life. You have all the money that God... All, more money than God, and you have less notoriety than God. So, that's a pretty good place to be. 
Yeah, it's not too shabby. Which means that I could probably write this dude a letter and beg him for some of his money to pay off my debts because nobody else is doing it. <laughs> nobody knows who this dude is, but he has all this money. Yeah, he, he never a, gets letters for charity, I bet. He has a lot of money. He does have a lot. Multi-billionaire is not small change. Yeah, he has a lot of money to spare. And he does spare it, apparently. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's hopeful. You know, a chance. He, he has, uh, you know, non-profit stuff going on. You know, honestly, if, um... If you did ask him for money, he'd probably get a write-off on his taxes for donating you some money. So, uh-huh, okay. I, know, I think it'd be in his interest to do that. I don't know how Canadian taxes work, but I mean that's <laughs> worthwhile. I think. Yeah, that's true. Maybe in Canada they do donation stuff differently. Now, to celebrate the 110th anniversary, he donated 120 million dollars. But it's 110th, man. Come on. 110th anniversary and you donate 120. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Donate 110 million and just give 10 million later <laughs> under the table. Maybe he figures it'll be 110 million after taxes. Uh, that could be. Could be it. Yeah. Now, is this US dollars? Because he's Canadian. So would it be Canadian dollars? If it is, it's worth more. <laughs> <laughs> but he's donating it to a British... Thing, so should so. it be in pounds? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's in some currency. Every, everybody's confused. They just yeah. threw some money and they're like, all right, deal with 120 that. million of some dollars. As long as it's not from like <laughs> Zimbabwe, it's probably fine. Yeah. Probably a really respectable amount of money. <laughs> but the donation was actually to help them expand the program to Brazil, China, Japan, and Russia. So that's cool. Neat. Wait, what? Wait. Yeah, are you Hold looking on. at the... He, he was, was honored, honored in 1914? <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? He's not been... Al- How was he born yeah. in 1958? Oh, God. Circa 1958. Nobody's sure because he's a time traveler and he lost track. Uh, oh, no. That's hmm. why he's a billionaire. He's been going around manipulating <laughs> stocks. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. A little bit. Yeah. He was named second century founder of her scholarship. He was honored in 1914 as a fellow of the Chancellor's Court of Benefactors at Oxford University at Rhodes House where his portrait hangs and a room bears his name. Does not make any sense? The whole sentence really doesn't make <laughs> It's like a, a whole sentence from an entirely different dude's article yeah. left and showed up on this one. It has a citation and everything. Okay, uh, let's look at the citation yeah. real quick. Yeah, let's look at this. Gotta bring this into question. So I feel like it's possible that they mean 2014. Well, it looks like... Yeah, who put 1914? It clearly happened October 10th, 2014. (laughs) Who put 1914? Okay, come on. Let's let's fix this, Eric. Let's make an actual correction that is legit to Wikipedia. (laughs) Alright, let's do it. Philanthropy. Edit. <laughs> okay, where's that? Control F, 1914. Okay, here it is. Uh, 2014, and just because I'm in here, gonna change honored from the British to the American spelling. Because <laughs> screw off. You forgot what year it was. That's you forgot what you forgot what freaking century it was. Get out of here, Oxford. Don't know what you're on about. Maybe we can get a citation in there even for the year of birth. Oh, yeah? Let's just do a quick Google search and see. Foundation, maybe the website. Check John McBain is also a fictional character on the American daytime drama's One Life to Live <laughs> and General Hospital. He's portrayed by Michael Easton. This isn't the same man. <laughs> Should, should put the birth date of the character John McMahon in this article and cite, and cite the other Wikipedia article for the fictional character John McMahon on the on the page for for real John McMahon. Okay, John McCall McBain. McCall. Oh, MacBain, duh. <laughs> Who we are. 
Okay, pajama, pajama, pajama capital. Well, Google says that he was born in 1958, Niagara Falls. So almost in America. He's almost in America. He's this close. <laughs> he is literally being thrown over a giant chasm away from being an American. <laughs> Who we are. I'd love to get a uh, citation here, please. Yeah. John H. McCall McBain. Birthday. When's your birthday, bud? <laughs> oh, wait, here we go. Okay, there's a thing called Snip View. Sounds and... reliable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's just copying the thing from Wikipedia. Rats. We could source, <laughs> cite the source of, of this. something that was citing that's Wikipedia. From Wikipedia. Just, just <laughs> make a closed loop. Make a closed loop of uh, of citations. Uh, yeah, we can give it a shot. We can try. <laughs> See how fast it gets taken down. Here's another one. Data Sport. Eight. There we go. Nope. Just gonna link to this page. Cite the source right there. What'd you find? Um. Well, it's a thing called Data Sport. It's the website name, mm. and it's a list of people, and then it has a year. Okay. No headings on these columns. Gotcha. But it says 1958 next to his name, and. It has a whole bunch of stuff that I don't know what it means. It has his name, and it has the year 1958. So, I'm going to try to put that in as the source. No more questioning it. <laughs> Gotta put something in here. This guy is way younger than my parents. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Okay. Need to figure out how Wikipedia citation works. Alright, putting it in and copying the website. Boy, guys, this is one good episode of the Wikipedia Chronicles, isn't it? You're listening in on Wikipedia happening. Wikipedia coming to life right before your ears. Yep. Yeah, really you're witnessing it a live edit that you, it was pre-recorded for your ears. But we're doing it live. This is real. This is almost tactile, except the audio, audio equivalent of that. Yeah, you can, like, reach out and touch it with your eardrums. Because we're bringing it right to you as we're doing it. And maybe my talking is distracting Eric because, like, he's typing his slow nope. considerably. I, I just had to search Good. for something. Okay. Um, this is tense. Okay. All right. We're almost there. I really hope that making all these noises into the microphone isn't going to make Eric have to, like, go through editing hell later. Gonna keep doing it. Uh, Gonna hope. Date 2015. Oh man. And month 10. Day 8. Yes. And I think that's it. Yes. All right. I'm going to. Here we go. I'm going to save this. Save page. Here it is. Saved. Saved. Legit, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, well, it didn't put it in well, like I thought it would, but I'm going to leave it. Leave it be. I'm just going to leave it because I there. don't know what I'm doing. Okay, good. And then somebody can come by and be like, why did somebody do this weird thing? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can, we can always check back on yeah. it. We'll, we'll uh, let you know next time, or maybe we'll post on Facebook if it stays up. Okay, moving on. Alright, we got time for one more. Let's see. We could end on Rhodes House. Not quite Roadhouse, but. Hmm. Power Financial. <laughs> it's the name of a company. It's also, uh. 
Sub-Saharan Africa. Hmm. Geneva, Suisserbahn. In Switzerland, that is. I just call it Suisserbahn. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not actually a word for Switzerland. The Swiss don't even call it Suisserbahn. I don't know why I say Suisserbahn. Um, anyway, uh, you go check out the, the company. Company Trader Classified Media. Right? That's the, thing, that's the company that yeah. McBain owns. That's true. Alright, let's go check it out. Okay, well, I'm going to click on it. Here we go. Trader Corporation, it's active. <laughs> that status, status is on. <laughs> as opposed to off. <laughs> Any case, uh, it's one of the largest classified advertising companies in the world. Citation needed. Mm. Are you tempted? Are you tempted Not now? at all. Have you gotten a taste? The- Hell of going through <laughs> the other citation. Hell. I have no really interest. <laughs> oh lord! I, I I tried to fix what I did, <laughs> made it a million times worse. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the John McCain okay, article. Right, see I'm if it back. cuts my. All right, here we go. Oh my god! What did you do? What did you do? There's a big red line. Oh no! <laughs> John McCall McBain, born <laughs> circa 1958, site error, A, ref, tag is missing the closing, slash ref, see the help oh, page. Gosh. Wow, okay. man. You have a big red text at the top of your page now. All right, I'm going to... Okay. Uh, oh, man. I don't know. Live, everybody. See, this is what happens when we do it live. Hey, I fixed it. Okay, okay, oh, refreshing okay. the page. Thank you. Very Citation good. made. Yeah, boy. It's citation one. You made citation oh, one, yeah. bruh. I made the first citation. Woo! That's the one that people are going to care about before they completely don't read this article <laughs> and go on to something else. Woo! We did it. Yeah. Yeah, dog. All right. Retrieved 10815. <laughs> what up? That's nice. us. We are affecting the Wikipedia. We are what we podcast. <laughs> we are what we tell you. We are the content. We are making it up as we go now. <laughs> We're just building the whole world as we go along. It went from being the factual exercise to being a creative one. That's the twist. <laughs> All right. So this place, Trader Classified Media, employs 7,500 people. That's a lot. Yep. But that's not that many, so I can kind of see <laughs> how he got all that money. Mm. That moolah. Alright. It is currently active. And their portfolio includes Auto Trader, which. Is that the thing that you see in grocery stores? Or is that a different thing? I feel like it is the thing you see in grocery stores. It's that little book. Yeah. But you don't pay money for it. Yeah, you so just take does? it. <laughs> so who does pay the money for it? I don't know. Maybe he, maybe it's uh, John McBain. Maybe he's another, just like, you know what? Here you go. Free free magazine. Free card <laughs> trading. <laughs> he also has Auto Hebdo, Buy and Sell, The Bargain Finder, Home Trader, and Visitinet. 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 Visit-E-Net. Visit-E-Net. Visit-E-I-Net. Visit-E-Net. 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 You don't have to visit my net, but you should visit-E-Net. You should visit-E-Net. Yes, this is a beautiful net. Visit-E-Net. Yes, they are all beautiful nets. Visit the net. Oui, oui, visit, visit the net. Why am I French? <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Why is French? Okay, all right. Um, yeah. So, uh, the two companies, Trader Canada and Trader Media Corporation, were acquired by the Yellow Pages, hmm. a business model that I still cannot believe <laughs> it's able to acquire anything yeah. at all. Um, I really wish there was a citation toward, or a link rather, toward the uh, Yellow Pages Corporation because <laughs> I really want to know how that works. Yeah. How does something that's been irrelevant for so long still have enough money to keep right out, like keep buying <laughs> things up, hoping that they'll like make the right purchase or something? Mm-hmm. 
it's like Kmart or Sears. Like, sure, they, they've been successful and they've been around for literally ever. <laughs> but how are they making money now? How are they not all yeah. bankrupt? That's, that's the uh, question. Here's some interesting tidbit. Uh, in August 2005, uh, Google and Yahoo had approached the company as a potential takeover or tie-up. That, that would have been uh, around the time Google was buying up everything, like YouTube and all that stuff. Well, yep. that sure is that whole article, isn't <laughs> that's, it? That's the entire <laughs> article. Yep. That was it. There's really nothing else. I can't tell. Can't tell you anything else. Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing more. So, hope you enjoyed more. it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, wait. Uh, is this the last one? Uh, could be. Could Unless be. Unless we want to find something else more interesting to end on. But and I don't think there is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some newspapers, some more companies. Uh, but there is another citation here mm. that is needed. It's true. And we did figure out how to, <laughs> how to not mess up yeah. the whole citation. <laughs> whole citation for me. <laughs> 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 oh man it needed to be done it yeah, needed it did. to be done it did that was a you know this, guy, f- this guy was born you yeah know? Don't, he was born you know. in a year yeah we may not know the day we may not be able to send him a card but dang it we'll know how old he was <laughs> when he goes John McCall McBain someday when he dies he'll have a better citation he will because he will have an obituary and it will say all the stuff and it will say it with his actual age within yeah. the margin of error of six to nine months. <laughs> um, so you know what? Good. We helped out a multi-billionaire today. Yeah. Feel better. I feel good about myself. Maybe you he'll uh, reward me and be like, you know what? I'm glad that he finally cited my birth. Now everybody With knows I was born somewhere. a website that probably is not verifiable. <laughs> I've never talked to in my life. But regardless, it's the initiative <laughs> that counts. Yeah. And so, unto you, Eric Tribio, I award you five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it. There you have it from R.W. Apple Jr. to Trader Classified Media. And if you enjoyed this, please visit facebook.com slash TWC podcast and give us a like and follow. Head over to iTunes, rate and review us. And you can always find new episodes on our website, twc.erictoribio.com. And you know what? Be be a friend and, you know, go find a Wikipedia article and cite a source. Cite, give, give those needed citations. Yeah. You know? We we all have some citations that are needed. Exactly. And we everybody can help out. If everybody listening to this podcast just cited one citation you'd have you know, a good couple handful of uh, citations yeah, out there. You would. You would have yeah. and you would have some articles that people could use in their research papers, yeah. in their dissertations. I mean, these articles aren't fake anymore right. and yeah. you, everybody These are strictly controlled by people who care yeah. about academics and we knowledge and you know what you, sh- you should be those people yeah we, be we, the change you want to see in the world yeah Eric Rubio 2015 <laughs> nobody else has said that great quote Eric alright let's end thank this thing thank you yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song and Clayton McMicken for our outro song another Mick they I didn't even try that they're magnetic <laughs> magnetic mix <laughs> Mick Magnet so thanks again for joining us I was Eric and I was John and this was the Wikipedia Chronicles Man, mix everywhere. McMagnetizing <laughs> to however the mick they work. Yep. It doesn't matter. It's just crazy. I can't believe you came up with that quote, though. That was magical. Was that right off the top of your head? You know, like, it just you know popped in there. I was be, just like, you know what? Wow. That's be, just... What was it again? Be the... Be the change you oh. want to see in the world. I thought it was, was going to be be the... 
dollars you want to see in the world, be the bills, or be the citations. Be the citations, but it made more you sense. Can, you could be the citation. You could just. I can. You could just stand there and declare a fact, and then parse the source of could, that fact. Could I post? Could I post a, a Facebook status? There you go. That's Someone's that's thinking. So you know we should do. We should go through every Wikipedia article and post, make a post on our Wikipedia page, every the Facebook time, Wikipedia Chronicles. Every time we, uh, every time we go to an article and we see citation needed, we'll just yeah, we'll just write in you know some kind of post like, Facebook hey, this is a fact. This is a fact, and then and we'll then cite that. You'll just cite that link to that thing, and then it'll, it'll all be good. Okay, we'll there we go. No more. We just would need to eradicate Wikipedia of needed citations. There we go. Unsolved mysteries, all <laughs> solved. Don't worry about it. Easy. Wow. Perfectly accomplished. I can't believe nobody else thought of that. That's <laughs> that's brilliant. Really, really good. Yep. Now, if I could infiltrate Wikipedia as one of their like top like paid editor people. Yeah, yeah. Those guys who make like ten dollars a year. <laughs> There, then we'd be in business. Then, yeah, that's true. But I feel like it's really hard. It's a really elite club. Those twenty-five oh, yeah. guys, you know, they they are. Uh, woo, that that <laughs> cannot be easy to be administered into. Yep. But hey, I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, think about the power you would have. Oh Anything yeah. that you would say would become internet and, fact. And not only that, but I could finally make a page for the Wikipedia Chronicles. And it would not be taken down. By force of law. Of I, I could will it into existence and... <laughs> Ensure it's I, non-destruction. Yeah. Yes. And I could maybe uh, pump it up in the random article yeah, push algorithm, it. you know? Push it real good. Make it, you know, give it a higher percentage of chance. Like Man Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> like Man Turbo coming up. Uh, that would be, uh, yeah, be pretty good. Mm-hmm.